waited, and nobody was listening to him. Then we heard the static. That's what we all agreed, it sounded like at first, like the sound of televisions in the middle of the night. And Chester stopped his flapping, and we listened. There's never any sound in the room that we don't know about. There were no crowds outside, no tours, and it's about as soundproofed as a room without real soundproofing can get. So we all looked around for the source, heads peeking up like we were meerkats. When it was over, quick as it began, as if somebody just flicked a switch and turned the power off, we just sat there, and nobody said anything for the longest time, until the speaker told us to reconvene the following day. We all shuffled out onto the river bank, seemingly along with everybody else on both sides of the river, and we just milled around. It's like a fire drill, somebody joked, but it wasn't really a joke. The tubes, the buses, nothing was running. Everybody froze, because this was an event. So we were all just stranded there. Jacques Passeur, linguistics expert Marseille. It was like you were trying to tune into the right frequency, but you were wearing earmuffs. That's how clear the noise was. We were working on a translation of something. Me, Audrey, Patrice, David, Jolie, working on verbs. Some dull shit like that for an undergrad class I was tutoring. And suddenly, there it was. I've never heard anything like it. I mean... People called it static, but I thought it was more like a growl, even. I said that out loud when it was finished, and we were just talking about it over and over. And Audrey said that I was being stupid. But you know, I wasn't, not really. Meredith Liebestein, retiree, New York City. 12th of April, life is normal. 13th of April, still normal. 14th of April, everything gets torn apart or put back together, whichever way you want to think of it. We had only just woken up, Lenin's bladder, same as every night, tick-tock, when it happened. I had the TV on quietly because I wasn't completely awake, and I thought it was coming from that at first. Then they went to one of those we-have-a-fault screens, and the noise didn't stop. When Leonard came back, he flicked around through the channels, trying to find CNN, because that had never gone down. Not that we could remember, or BBC World. But that was the same. We have a fault. How often do you need the news to tell you what's actually going on these days anyway? The one time we needed it, and there was no help at all. Eventually, one of them came back. Fox was first, I think, because I remember Leonard joking about there being a first time for everything. And they started telling us what we already knew with no explanations. There had been an event, they said. Within minutes, they were referring to the noise as static, though we thought it sounded more like paper being crumpled. Leonard was watching, flicking the channels, when we heard the beeping from outside. So I went out onto the fire stairs. Cars were logged up around the park, people out of them and walking around. You could see that they were scared, even from four floors up. Look at this, Leonard said. 
and I went back in to see the helicopter footage of the Brooklyn Bridge. Those were the days when they constantly had the helicopters out, circling the city at night, just waiting for something to happen, convinced that sooner or later they would be in the right place at the right time. And the bridge was chock full of cars, some of them empty, some of them crashed because the drivers had been fiddling with their radios or headsets looking for the source of the static, I'd guess. This was, Fox News called it, a community event, capital C, capital E, like a ceasefire or an election or garden barbecues on the 4th of July. Andrew Brubaker, White House Chief of Staff, Washington, D.C. We were talking through POTUS's schedule because something had to be added, visiting some library because he had said something about funding them. I don't know, small-time stuff. It was 10 minutes.